Welcome to the Victory Center's podcast, where we here at Victory Center uh, believe that God wants us to have a victorious life. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you're blessed by the word. God bless you. Welcome to Victory Center. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the opportunity to come and worship with us this morning. We serve a God who is so good, and he deserves our praise and worship. This morning, I want to jump right into an amazing message that God put on my heart. So if you will, turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter and the 6th verse. We're going to read from the 6th through the 8th verse this morning, the 6th through the 8th. I'm reading out of the NIV translation. So if you have something different, and when you have it, please say amen. Amen. Deuteronomy is toward the front, if you didn't know. Amen. Amen. How many of you are excited about the Word of God this morning? Amen. And verse 6 reads as follows. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous. For you must go with the people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give to them. And you must dive, you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Amen to the reading of God's word this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your presence in our lives, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are at the center of everything that we do, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray this morning, God, that this word touches our lives, changes us like never before, God. I pray that you sit me down and you stand up, God. Let this be your message and not mine, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you this morning, God, even for the distractions, God, for the cries of our children, God, are blessings to us, Heavenly Father. We look all around the goodness in everything that you're doing, God. This morning, we thank you and we receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a powerful passage of scripture. If I'm sure you've heard it before, but if you just read it, it kind of grabs a hold of you. So I just, I just want to read verse six again, because that's kind of where I want to establish our thesis statement for this morning. It says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. <laughs> for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. This morning, I want to use for a subject or a text 
be. Simply be. I know. I try to come up with some catchy titles, but God just tell them. God just told me to tell you to be. He's speaking to your heart this morning. He's telling you to just be. And some of you are like, what would you desire me to be this morning, God? He's telling you to be strong and to be courageous. I love it how we can take a passage of scripture and if we don't have context behind the scripture, we can just apply it to almost anything. But this morning, let me give you some context to where the children of Israel are this morning. The children of Israel have been wandering the wilderness for over 40 years at this point. And it's come time for Moses to die. Um, Moses was the prophet who led the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt. Um, The children of Israel were encapsulated in slavery in Egypt and Moses delivered them through the power of God. Some of you are saying, okay, I, I understand that preacher, but how does this apply to me? Just hold on a little bit. You see, Moses came into Israel's life and helped lead them out of their slavery and their bondage. I don't know if you've ever been in a place in your life where God has delivered you from anything, but to be set free is an amazing thing. To be, to let go of an addiction or to let go of a bad situation or to get out of a problem is a very freeing thing. It's a delivering situation. And the children of Israel were led out of slavery, but they were not led out without problem or consequence. You see, soon after they got their freedom, they found themselves between the Red Sea and Pharaoh behind them. Sometimes when we get delivered of things, that thing we're delivered from starts to chase us down. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but maybe a a situation in your life that you got away from, you look in the rearview mirror sometimes and you can see it nipping at your heels. You can see the sin that God has forgiven you from, the things that he's delivered you from coming back to get you. I don't know about you, but there's issues in my life that I have to stay on my knees and continue to ask God to deliver me from. I know I'm not the only one this morning, but I'm so glad that we serve a God of deliverance. I'm so glad we serve a God who is always freeing us from those things that want to hold us down. The children of Israel are faced between Pharaoh and the Red Sea. You know the story. You you, you know what happened. God miraculously split the sea and they went through on dry land. If you don't know anything else, you know that we serve a God of miracles. You know us, we serve a God who can make a way out of no way. We serve a God that there's nothing too hard for him to do. I mean, think about it. It's a C, he cut it in the middle. So whatever your problem is, whatever's stopping you or blocking you or hurting you, know that God can fix it in the blink of an eye. You can go through on dry land. You see, the children of Israel got through that situation They got through and God closed the sea up on Pharaoh's army and killed that situation. That it could no longer chase them down and they find themselves on the way to the promised land. And I just wanna stop right there just for a minute this morning because I don't wanna get ahead of myself, but I don't know about you, but if God has ever done anything miraculous in your life, you can testify like the Israelites that he's a way maker. He's a situation changer. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. But then we're stuck with that human 
problem. We're stuck with that human situation because no matter how many times God does a miracle in our life, we always seem to find ourselves in a wilderness. We always seem to find ourselves struggling to get exactly where God wants us to be. We know that God is a miracle worker. We know that he can fix situations and he's done it before and we've seen it happen. But why are we still in the wilderness? So a couple questions for you this morning. What is your wilderness? You see, some of us, we struggle with different things. We go through different situations. We don't all have the same story. So my question for you this morning is simply, what is your wilderness? Well, what could it possibly be, preacher? I, I'm, I'm not in a desert. Uh, I'm not talking about desert. I'm not talking about Arizona. I'm not talking about the sun beating on you. I'm talking about what is your life wilderness? And maybe your wilderness is your career. Maybe you're going around in circles in your career and you're not really getting to where you think you need to be. Is your career your wilderness? It was a blessing that you got a career, but now that you got it, you feel like you're not going to the place where God has for you in that career. Is your career your wilderness? It's a question today. Is it your marriage? Now, if you're sitting next to your spouse, don't look at them. Don't, don't look at them. Don't give yourself away. But marriage can be a wilderness. It, 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 it ebbs and flows and you can find yourself in a place where you're going around in circles. It's the same old argument. It's the same old disagreement. It's the same old problems. And we don't seem to be growing. We don't seem to be moving. And it feels like my marriage is a wilderness. Could it be your faith? Some of us, we, we, we believe in God, we, we trust in him, but it, it seems like every year after year, it's the, it's the same old situation. It, it, is your faith in a wilderness? It's, have you been waiting on God to do something, waiting for God to change something, and it's just not happening, and you feel like y your faith is in the wilderness this morning? I'm just, I'm just trying to relate this to you. If your wilderness can be your entire life. You may feel like God's brought you to a place and he's left you destitute, lonely, stranded, that, that, that he's not as close as he used to be, that he's not directing you the way he used to be. We live in a world where there's so many people who are in a wilderness in their life. How do I know the suicide rates are sky high, depression is sky high. There are people losing their minds left and right because their life is in a wilderness. Somebody said, preacher, what you talking about this morning? Well, some of us have a wilderness in our mind. We can't get outside of ourselves. We can't think more than what we see. We're in a wilderness. We continue the same patterns, the same thoughts, the same problems. We're in a wilderness. We're stuck like the children of Israel. Somebody said, well, preacher, how do you know they were stuck? Well, from from where the children of Israel were delivered to where God had them to go is about a two-week trip. About a two-week trip, roughly. Some people say closer than that. Some people say longer than that. But it's roughly about two weeks, give or take a couple days. Well, why did they spend 40 years in the wilderness? 
I don't know about you, but I'm 39 years old and I've lived a whole lot of life. And there's been points in my life where I felt like I was just going around in circles. And you could imagine the children of Israel spending 40 years on a two week trip. Think about if you had to walk from here to, to Oregon and it took you 40 years to do it. Wouldn't you think there's a problem, a situation that maybe the God who delivered me here has left me alone? I don't know about you, but I just want to speak life into somebody who may be listening this morning that God has not forgot about you. God has not forsaken you. He has never left you alone, that you are not alone. And even though you may feel like you're in a wilderness, God still got you. Huh. I love pictures because they paint it so clearly. This is a rendering of what maybe it looked like for the children of Israel. Uh, they're out there with a whole bunch of dirt and a whole bunch of sand and mountains all around. But this trip has taken so much longer than it should have. But if you notice, the picture kind of gives you a rendering of what really happened. They weren't always moving forward. They were moving in circles. And as, as you move in circles, life doesn't stop. It, it continues to move. Children are born. And people are dying and we're eating food every day and we're just going from this to that but we're not getting to what God promised us mm -hmm. some of you are saying today well well preach I'm not in the wilderness well I would say are you in God's promise this morning because mm -hmm. that's where the children of Israel were headed they were headed to their true inheritance in God are you living your true inheritance in God this morning or are you just surviving in the wilderness they're, they were living in the wilderness. They were they were getting up every day, going to work and coming back and raising kids in the middle of the wilderness. Don't be deceived. You can still exist in the wilderness and still not be in God's promise. Just know today that the wilderness doesn't always look like a problem. Huh. So what is the wilderness? What is it? The wilderness is a trial. It's a test. It's tribulation. The wilderness are these things and it's not always a bad situation. You see, the children of Israel would have been in the wilderness if they would went straight to the promised land from captivity. If they'd have went straight to their destination, they still would have had to go through the wilderness. It just would have been a shorter period. And I don't know if you hear me today. I'm not telling you or not giving you a remedy that you will skip the wilderness of your life, that that they will all go away. I'm just letting you know that you're going to experience some wildernesses in your life and if you keep living. Just get ready. There's going to be some dry spots. There's going to be some traveling spots. There's going to be some things you're going to go through to test you. And those trials, those tests and those tribulations will come. Well, what we're talking about this morning is how long will you spend in the wilderness? The wilderness comes with stress. How many of us are stressed out today? Wilderness comes with emptiness. How many of us got all this stuff around us, surrounded by people, but we're still empty on the inside? You might be in the wilderness. Wilderness comes and it's challenging. 
Anybody in an area in their life where they're really challenged? They really are facing some situations that they haven't faced before? Well, this is what God wants me to tell you this morning. The wilderness will stretch you to grow in God. That's its purpose. That's why you will always experience a wilderness. Because it's there to stretch you so you can grow in God. The key is God. The key is not necessarily the growth. The key is in God. You will find yourself stuck in the wilderness if you grow in yourself, if you grow in your career, if you grow in your marriage, but you're not growing in God because the promise is in God. Am I making it plain to you this morning? Am I am I talking any truth this morning? I don't know if this is helping you, but it's it's helping me this morning that the wilderness will stretch you to grow in God. You, I've had it twisted for several months and years of my life where I'm growing, but I'm leaving God behind. But the true purpose is to grow in God. Just just want to talk to you for a little bit this morning that. Why am I in the wilderness? You may ask yourself preaching and told me all this stuff, but. I'm still I'm still struggling with the why I'm still struggling with the why and and the why is simply is simply to learn the promise. The the why is to simply learn the promise of God. It's the promise. Sometimes our eyes get affixed on things that God never meant for us to have. Sometimes our ambitions and goals get connected to things that God never wanted us to have. And when we get connected and tied into those things, we may chase it down. We may run it down and try our hardest to achieve it and never get there because God never meant for you to have it. If you're in a place in your life where you're struggling and you're straining, you're about to pull all your hair out and you're losing sleep over something, you ask yourself, did God ever want you to have that? Did he promise that to you? What you're working so hard for, what you're thriving for, what you're putting all your energy towards. If you just can't grab a hold of it, if it's taking you longer than two weeks to get there, if it's taking you longer than a couple years to achieve it, you ask yourself, is this really God's promise for my life? I don't want you to get confused with thinking that everything's going to come in two weeks or that everything's going to come easy. But you will know when you're in the wilderness. You, you, You will know. When you're having problems, you're going to know when you're not making any progress. Well, God's not favoring anything you're doing towards that goal. When you just feel empty and you just feel lost and you feel like the destination's not around the corner. You feel like God's not walking with you. Is it really the promise of God that you're seeking? Just want to help you this morning. So preacher, how do I get out of the wilderness and get in to the promise of God. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you asked because I was definitely asking God, well, God, if, if that's the situation, how do I get out of this wilderness? Because I don't want to spend 40 years of my life struggling, trying to get into the wilderness, just trying to get out of the wilderness and never make it to God's promise. I don't want to spend my entire life trying to do something that God's not doing. How do I get out of this wilderness and into the promise of God? Well, let's talk about it. Number one, and you can back this up with the word of God. Trust that God will make good 
on the promise. Trust him that he is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. What are you talking about, preacher? The children of Israel, once they got through the Red Sea, about 10 days later, they were right outside the promised land. <laughs> Canaan. Moses sent 12 spies. He sent 12 spies to go take a look at the land. We know that it's occupied, but God told me that it belongs to me. They came back and 10 of the 12 said, hey, they got good food, great grazing area, beautiful fruit, but they're like giants. If, if we try to take that land, they're going to kill us. If we try to take what God says is ours, it's not going to work. And the people took the word of the ten, but there were two. Joshua and Caleb. What did they do? They believed. <laughs> what did they do? They simply believed. The two believed, yes, the land is everything God promised us. Yes, it's good. Yes, there's people there, but God said he'd give it to us. The same God who, who, who brought us out of Egypt through the Red Sea. It, this shouldn't be a problem. They believed. But the ten overpowered the two. So what happened to the people? They believed the report of the ten to you. In your life, your promise won't just be handed to you. In, in your life, what God has for you, somebody may be standing on it. Somebody may be in your way. Somebody may be occupying what God has for you. Somebody may be living in the house that God built for you. Somebody may be running the company that God designed for you to have. Somebody may be singing the song that God designed for your voice to be connected to. Somebody may be about to write the book that God has put in your heart to write. He never promised it would be easy, but he said he would never leave you. Yeah. There may be 10 people in your life saying that, no, nah, don't do that. You'll fail. Don't go there. Don't. Ah, it's too hard. You're going to fail. The truth is, if God be for you, who could be against you? And the truth is, all you got to do is believe. I, I know it seems impossible, but he's the God who split the Red Sea. He's the God who shuts the mouth of lions. He's the God who brought you here today. He's the God who's brought you through your whole life to sit you in this chair to be reminded that all you got to do is believe. All you got to do is trust that God will make good on his promise. <laughs> I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't even know what you're going through, but I can tell you if you trust that God will make good on the promise, you will possess the promise that God has for you. I don't want you to keep getting scared or getting or being timid because God's about to do something in your life. If you can just believe that's the first step, you just got to believe that he's a God that his promises are true. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter what they say. It's God and he has all power. Yeah. Just talking a little truth to you this morning. Here's the most important part. Because the children of Israel believed the report of the ten, cast out the report of the two, 
because they did not believe, God said that they never go into the land because God will not take you where you won't trust him. He won't take you where you won't trust him to go. It simply means that God will not do what you're not willing to trust him to do through you. I know there may be some people here in the military and God's pulling on your heart saying you don't belong there. There may be some people working a job and God's pulling on your heart for you to do something else. But you're saying my finances, there may be some people right now that your life and what you do, you know, you're in the wilderness, but you're connected to the world says you can't make that decision. And God's saying to you, live your life for me. If you just go where I tell you to go, I'm going to bless you. But if you won't move, God won't push you. God didn't push them into the promise. They must freely go into the promise and going into your promise is going to require some faith. Going into your promise is going to require some boldness on your part. Going into your promise is going to require you to trust God and trust him alone. It's going to look crazy. It's going to look stupid. It's going it won't make sense to anybody around you, but it's God. Can I move to point two? (laughs) Faith in God alone. Another problem that the children of Israel had is that when things got tough, you know what they did? They begin to put their faith in everything but God. If you look back in the book of Numbers, the children of Israel made all kind of crazy gods, all kind of little small G.O.D.s, all kind of solutions to their problems. They did not have faith in God alone. This is a dangerous one, because if you're going to get out of your wilderness, you got to get out of yourself. (laughs) You have to step away from you and step into God. What are you talking about, preacher? You got to quit looking for your own solutions and start looking for the God solution. It's not in your hands. You can't fix the problem. He's the only solution. What are you talking about? Israel turned to fake gods looking for their own solution. What's your fake God this morning? Do you have one? It's okay. I've had few in my life. Job, fake God. But guess what? The company can go bankrupt. The government can lose money. Fake God. Marriage, fake God. That person can walk out on you. They're not God. Those friends can leave you. They're not God. The stuff you have can all be lost. It's not God. Faith in God alone. That's how you're going to get out of your wilderness and get into the promise. It's the only way. Turn to so many fake gods that at one time they wanted to kill Moses. They wanted to kill Joshua. They wanted to do all kinds of things to find a solution. They even said at one point, you should have left us in slavery. You should have left us alone. At least there we were safe. You got us out here in the wilderness. Faith in God alone, the God who provided bread for heaven, bread from heaven for them to eat. The God who provided for them in the wilderness. You must trust him alone. Wherever you are today, I don't know where you are, but I can tell you if you put your trust in God alone, not in yourself and what you can do, but in what God will do through you. You will get out of that wilderness. You can only do this with God. You don't even need other people. You don't even need supporters because when you have God, he will send you the support you need. 
You don't even need people to agree with what God told you to do. They can be completely against you. But if God is for you, <laughs> you can only do this with God. Don't try it without him. If, if you spent some of your life doing it without him, today is a great day to do it his way. I'm just saying. <laughs> can, I, can I give you the third point real quick? I just <laughs> Be what God has commanded of you. You are beating this one up today. But God is just telling you today to just be what he's commanded you to be. He, 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 he's, not, he's not trying to make a deal with you. He's just saying, just be who I've told you to be. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to waver in my instruction. I've given it to you. It's a command. Now be it. What is he telling you? Be strong. How can you do that? In God's power just be strong <laughs> go through it most of us face a problem and and we back back we look for the path of least resistance be strong if they're talking about you be strong if nobody believes in you be strong if they hurt you be strong God is with you <laughs> if, if it looks like a failure be strong. You serve a God who's never failed, no matter how bad it looks. Be strong. Just be what he commanded you. Be courageous. Come on. It takes courage. It takes courage to get up out of your bed, get dressed and come to a house church. It takes courage because it's not what everybody else is doing. Most people will either sit at home and not go to church or go to a church where they can sit in the pew and not know everybody. You come here, we're going to know your name. We're going to know how you're doing. It, it just takes a little bit more effort to be courageous to do something that nobody else is doing. What has God called you to do that nobody else is doing? What is God asking you to do that nobody else is doing because it's not safe? It's risky. It's a God thing. If you look in the Bible... Everything that God asks us to do is risky. We're going to be persecuted, hated on. We're, we're going to be beat down because of God. You have to be courageous to follow Jesus. Be courageous. I'm telling you today, don't be afraid. It's in his word. He said it. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. I know the tendency is to to be like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can give this up. Well, what would I do without this? And God says, I can do all things. <laughs> There's nothing too hard for me. You don't have to be afraid. You, you, you can be strong and courageous. You don't have to be afraid. So I'm commanding you. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, do not be afraid. And don't be discouraged. This is great. Because it deals with our spirit. Sometimes when things don't go our way, you got to realize that maybe God didn't want that to go my way. My wife sometimes and it gets on my nerves. Everything happens for a reason. But I didn't want that to happen. Everything happens for a reason. A few weeks ago, I backed my car into the garage and hit the back of the stairs. No, I says everything happens for a reason. Well, that shouldn't happen. But in that transaction, a week later, I met a guy, phenomenal Christian. Iron sharpens iron. You never know in the details what God is doing. 
Even in the mistakes and the things that hurt us, God has a plan. Just trust him. And don't get discouraged when things happen that you don't agree with. Don't get discouraged when the argument you had goes the wrong way. Trust God. Don't get discouraged. Preacher, we're just talking about this right here. The Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow. You can wrap it all up. You can wrap it all up. And know that the Lord goes before you wherever he's sending you, wherever the promise is, he's already there. He's already gone before you and prepared it for you. He, 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 he will never leave you nor forsake you. As he went before you, he still stayed right by your side. When I was eight years old, I was brought up in the church, Southern Baptist, and you get baptized. It's something that you do uh, when, when you're a Baptist. You, you get baptized, you give your life to Christ, and you get baptized. And at the young age of eight, I knew what that meant because I spent my life in church. And later on in my life, my relationship with God really matured, but I chose to get baptized at the age of eight. But there was a problem. I ain't like water. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't like it. And it wasn't that I just didn't like water. I mean, took baths, but I wasn't cool with, we gotta go in the water and I'll, like, Jesus, I love you. Can we just, can they sprinkle the boy and just, we move on? So I had a problem at eight. God, I want an outward display of my inward faith, but can we just skip? Can we skip that part? I even asked my dad to pass. I was like, can, can we just, you know, do it in the bathtub? Why we got to do it in church in front of everybody? I'm probably going, why we got to do that? That's just, and I remember what he said to me. He's like, I'm going to be right there with you. And that's just an earthly father reflecting the love of the heavenly father. And when he kind of said that with me, I, it kind of resonated that, I wasn't going in the water alone. Yeah. It, it, he said, Dion, when you go in the water, I'll already be there. And, and when you get in the water, I'll be there in the water with you. And when you go down in the water, I'm going to be around you. Nothing's going to happen to you. You know what's going to happen to you? You're going to go down one way and God's going to bring you out another way. Amen. I told you that simple story to remind you that God's never going to leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> you may be afraid about what the next step in your life is, where you're going, where God's sending you next, the next task on your life, the next challenge, because that's where the promise is. <laughs> may not be easy, but he's right there with you. His arms are around you. When you go into the trouble, he's going to bring you out of it. He's going he's gonna to walk with you and talk with you and he's going to call you his own. So today, know that the Lord himself goes before you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I simply end this message and remind you what God spoke to Joshua. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
And some of us are in the wilderness going around in circles, but God wants to take us somewhere. God wants us to do something. God has called on our life and maybe we're facing an illness. It's a wilderness. God's going to bring you out of it. Maybe you're in a dry spot in your marriage. Don't worry. God's going to bring you out of it. Maybe there's some issues with your kids, your job, your finances. Don't worry. It's a wilderness. God will bring you out of it. Just, just trust the promise is true. He promised that you be the head and not the tail. He promised that you win and not lose. Don't worry. He's going to bring you through. It, it's going to be okay. He, he's going to be with you wherever you go. I just want to remind you today that there is no risk, no risk in living your life for God. Amen. You're going to get in some trouble. You're going to get hurt. You're going to shed some tears, but there's no risk for living your life for Jesus because the outcome is you win. Even if you die, you win. All this stuff will pass away, but God will last forever. If you will, pray with me. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this word today, God. We thank you that you are a God, a God who, is, who is high and looks low. That you see everything. I really thank you for your love and your grace for us, God. God, as we move forward into taking your communion, God, I pray that you write in our hearts, God. Right now, God, if there was somebody who does not know you and the part of their sins, God. I pray that they come to repent of their sins, God, and turn to you, Heavenly Father. Right now, if you are here under the sound of my voice, if you are listening to me through Facebook or hearing this on podcast, right now is your opportunity to say to God, I'm sorry, forgive me of my sins. I've done wrong. God, wash me and cleanse me. I turn from my wicked ways and I turn to you. I'm tired of doing this my way. I want to do it your way. If that is you today, you can raise your hand in the air, but that may not change your, your heart. What I want you to do today is promise God that you won't sin anymore, that you're turning from your wicked ways and turn to him because only God can keep you sinless. Today, God, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I love it because in Luke chapter 23 tells of a story that just blows my mind tells of a story and Jesus is on the cross and just imagine with me Jesus is on the cross hanging between two thieves one of the thieves is saying you're the king of the Jews bring yourself down he's taunting Jesus at the point of death he's taunting them and the other one says why are you picking on this? Why are you picking on him? He's done nothing. He, he's done nothing wrong. We deserve what we're about to get. We deserve it. But he's done nothing. He looks to him, he says, he says, 
Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And right there, Jesus says, today, you'll be with me in paradise. What a forgiving God. What an everlasting God that would do that for us. This morning, as we take the communion, I want you to be reminded of what Jesus did on the cross for us. Sitting around the table, the disciples were with Jesus and he reclined back in his table in his chair and he said, this bread is broken. Do this in remembrance of me. Together, the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, broken for us. And likewise, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood poured out for you. The blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ spread for us. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to come together, God. Let this word stick with us. Let it strengthen us, God. And God, lead us out of our wilderness into your promise, God. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Today it's a little wet outside. And so we're going to uh, do children's church right here. So I ask that um, all of our parents um, support us in the, in the lesson this morning. Um, and uh, just support the kids being right here because we have a great lesson for them. Amen. Thank you, guys. Please. Grab some, refresh, some refreshments and enjoy yourself. Thank you for listening. Our prayer is that this word blesses you. Subscribe to our podcast and like us on Facebook and Instagram.